All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the October sales session. Today, we are talking about the missing link, mastering the skill to win the market. You heard me right. So today, we're really going to be talking about how to make you guys very successful. But look, here's the key. We have covered tons and tons and tons of strategy over the last uh, several months. Today, I want to hit that one thing that is still missing based on all of my observations, based on all of the recordings I've listened to, based on all of my conversations. It is the missing link. It is the thing that is going to make you absolutely successful in this marketplace and every future marketplace and help you to eliminate your competition and literally win in this market. So Let's begin by talking a little bit about the market. There is no need for panic. I know rates have been up to levels we haven't seen in a long time, but here's the bottom line. Rates have seen abnormal volatility in the recent weeks, but November is near. You go, what's November? What's that going to do with anything? It's an election month. Whenever you have an election month, you generally will see a calming of the market. Might even see a little bit of drop in, in interest rates. We actually saw a little bit of that in this last week. The bottom line is, Things are going to get better. We just got to work through where we're at because nobody knows what the future holds. In addition to that, purchase volume slowed in September, but opportunities continue to increase. And we believe that October, November, December are going to be great purchase months. In addition to that, arms are continuing to increase in volume. So we've got to sell those arms and make sure you're utilizing those as much as possible. And the need for savings and liquidity continues to increase. So refis are still very viable. None of the things have changed. Don't let a change in interest rates affect you. Competition continues to drop at a rapid pace, and that's good news for all of you. And here's the bottom line. The market is ripe for people with knowledge and confidence. And today, I'm going to help you to have that ultimate confidence that you need by helping you understand what that thing is that will separate you from everybody else. So understand, these rates are nothing new. Even if we get to 8%, you go, what are you talking about, Dale? Well, let's look at the historical 30-year mortgage rates from 1971 to 2022. We're literally looking at 50 years of interest rates. And as of October, early October 2022, the dates we're in right now, you can see that the average since 1971 has been 7.76. This is not new rates to any of us who've been around the business any period of time. The bottom line is these rates have been here. Yeah, you may not have seen them, but your customers probably have seen them if they've been around any amount of time. And the bottom line is people have sold like crazy and bought like crazy and refinanced like crazy, even in these high rate times. So don't let these things upset you. So I'm going to ask you a really key question here. If a customer is inquiring about a mortgage, doesn't matter how they come, if it's through a referral, if it's through a lead, if it's through an inquiry online, whatever it is, isn't it safe to assume they're okay with the rates? Don't you think they know what the rates are? Don't you think they've looked online? Of course they have. They watch the news. They see the same things that you see, maybe not to the depth you see it, but they know rates are up in the sixes or the sevens or wherever they're at in that given day. And if they're talking to you, what does that tell you? They must be somewhat comfortable with that. They don't like it, but they're still talking to you. And therefore, shouldn't we be comfortable with them too? Shouldn't we have the same mindset they have and not get freaked out? Look, what I'm seeing is we're more concerned about the rate than anybody because we're so knowledgeable, because we sold lower rates, because 
We, we know what rate can do. Here's the bottom line. We also know that rate doesn't matter in some cases. Now, I know what you're thinking right now, but Dale, there is no but Dale. The market is what the market is. This market's been around for a long time. The bottom line is if they're comfortable and they're talking to us about buying a home or they're talking about refinancing and they've seen the rates out there, they're telling you that they would be okay as long as what? They can save money, get in that house with affordability, all the things we've talked about month after month after month. So remember, you have lots of strategies to handle rate. We've taught you a ton of those. There's no question about it. The key is to focus on the outcome, not the outgo. In other words, focus on the result, not the rate. That's the key in the marketplace. So look, next month, I'm going to go deep again into rate and how to handle rate and teach all new strategies, a bunch of cool things on how to use taxes and tax benefits and all kinds of things to benefit you. But this month, I want to talk about something that I think is the most important thing we need to talk about, and that is the missing link in today's marketplace. So let me start with this question. What is keeping customers out of the market today? You think it's the rates, but it's actually fear and misunderstanding. Now, what am I talking about with fear and misunderstanding? Well, first and foremost, borrowers are afraid to buy for fear of affordability. They don't think they can afford to buy a home in this marketplace. Well, I've showed you again and again and again how to utilize debt and debt leverage and how to utilize down payments and those kinds of things and how to qualify borrowers on lower loan amount so that you can get them qualified by not buying just as much house as maybe they wanted to buy. There's a lot of ways to improve affordability that we've talked about over the last several months. So that we can qualm with good education. Number two, borrowers are afraid to buy for fear of a drop in values. They're afraid values are going down. Well, the bottom line is, you know what? They may, but they'll go back up again because that's what real estate does. And borrowers are afraid to use their equity for fear of loss of security. But if they don't use the equity, they're going to lose the security and then they don't have access to it. That doesn't make any sense. Borrowers also think there is no way you can save money on a refinance unless you lower your rate. We know better than that. I've showed you many, many examples of that. And Realtors even are afraid to tell consumers or the other realtor to use their lender. You know why? Because they're afraid something might go wrong on it because they just don't have a strong confidence in their lender and they're fearful of the marketplace. So here's the bottom line. All of this can be solved with education, but here's what I know. Even with the greatest advice and the greatest strategy, there's still one primary missing link to success in today's market. Do you know what it is? It's true relationship. It's true relationship. It's the real deal. So here's what I want to do. Today, I'm going to play for you guys a couple of videos. The first one I'm going to play for you is actually a video of my son-in-law, Albert, who's been in the mortgage business now for about four years. He worked for me for about six months. He's been a loan officer, both in a consumer direct environment and in a retail environment. He actually owns his own mortgage company. And you know what? He is doing incredibly, incredibly well in this marketplace. And I think you're going to see why when you see his approach to relationship, because here's the bottom line. It's all about relationship at the end of the day. And what you're going to watch is excerpts from a video that he did, a podcast that he did with a gal named Lori. She has a podcast called Lori with a Story. And Albert, actually made her alone. <laughs> She's interviewing him on this podcast. I think you're going to find this powerful. Having them as my realtors, you know, they highly spoke of you and said, he's the guy, especially if you're 
self-employed, you own a business, own multiple businesses, Albert's the guy to know. And I had this phone conversation with you and I just felt you were so light about things. You were so like, it was simple. You made it easy. And I thought, I think he's too green for me. I think he's going to make it like, I don't think he gets it. I know this is going to be a hard process. I expect this to be torture because I'm self-employed. And oh, by the way, I made big changes in my company the last few years. And at the end of the day, most mortgage companies are just looking at the P&L. They don't care about Lori with the story. They just look at the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. and, and those stories behind this, the inside story is not as prevalent and is not as important to people as I now know it is to you, to the core. I would say that it's almost the opposite. Um, in, in my experience when it comes to being green and, you know, maybe not explaining all the programs and all that. When I first started in my career, I really would go almost over the top with, this is what we can do. These are the numbers. This is the programs. And just getting so bogged down in the minutia and the mortgage jargon and DTI this and FICO score that. And, you know, uh, there's, there's just so many things that honestly don't really matter. What matters is getting into the home. Let me have that burden of taking care of everything and making it simple for you. So maybe I need to do a better job of portraying that I'm doing that in the background. Oh, because you did. But I really believe in making the process simple. And so that's where we really try to set ourselves apart and where I try to just um, make it so that, like you said, if we're going on a hike, I'm carrying the pack and you're walking along uh, with nothing but a water bottle, you're, you're still going to have to... Uh, you know, answer my questions and I'll climb up the hill, but um, we want to really take all of that work and make it so it's very, very easy and very simple. Not You're not, you're not going to ever talk, after you get your mortgage, you're never going to talk about DTI or FICO scores or any of that stuff yeah. or grants yes. or programs. But if I do my job and I really just get to know you, get to know all of your goals, get to know all of your desires for the future, then I can look at that and then say, okay, this is, this is what I'm working with what's on the best possible program for you? Because you got to know me, but it was like we were climbing a hill, you had the backpack, you were carrying the 150 pounds on your back, and all I had to do was just walk with you and drink some water and yeah. stay hydrated. <laughs> and by the time I got to the top of the hill and I got to see the sunshine and the beautiful view, which is purchasing a home, you literally were still, you carried the whole experience so casually. That's what people are hiring when they work with your team. Well, I would also come back and say that some of those phone calls we had might have had more nerves if I hadn't spent the time to get to know you on the front end as well. Because number one, I want to learn what all of your desires and goals are and all of that. But also, I just love getting to know my clients and making friends along yeah. the way, you know. And I'll tell you a funny story in regards to that. You know, I've said before that relationships are so important for me and for Mortgage Apex, and it, it makes the whole process just more fun because then I get to just talk and hang out with all my friends, right? But uh, we had a kind of an interesting story to really bring this home. It was a couple of months ago, we went out to, to a wedding in Illinois, not in Chicago, just like random small town of Illinois in Bloomington. And so um, we hopped on an Allegiant flight, we flew out there, had a great time, got on the flight back, and we're flying back into VPS and we're lining up to go into the airplane and you know i'm looking at the people around us and everything didn't think much of it then we're getting off the plane and we're walking down the sky bridge and i hear a voice behind me and i was like i know that voice so i turned around and i looked at the people who were talking 
and I did not recognize them. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. So then I keep walking and I hear them talking again. I'm like, no, I know those people. And so I turned around and said, and I'm not going to say his name, but is that John Smith? Is that you? And, and, uh, and Jane, his wife. And he was like, yeah, who are you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm Albert Sousa. I'm the guy who did your loan. And he was like, oh my gosh, no way. And so we had met one time for maybe three minutes over a year prior at an open house. They were out-of-state investors. They were looking for a condo to have as a vacation rental in Florida. Um, and so we had talked over the phone, who knows how many hours at this point, but many, many times. You know, I want to stay in touch. And a few months prior to that incident, he had talked or he had closed on his condo and they were now flying to Florida to come see their condo that they had closed amazing. on for the first time. And so it was just amazing. It was truly, you know, it's not, you can't, it's not a coincidence, you know. But you heard their voices. I heard their but voice. That's what's your, this is the point you're driving. Yes. You I spoke listened. with them for hours on the phone. Hours and hours and hours I spoke to them on the phone. And so therefore, I could recognize his voice. But if all I had done was just sent, here's an online application, fill it out. You know, there's no way I would have noticed that. But I just, I thought it was so funny because um, just from hearing his voice, I immediately knew first name, last name, and his wife. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was just, it was just such a funny moment. I mean, you're helping me acquire a mortgage for Hazel, my sweet home here in Okaloosa County. I, I, I've said it to you, but I really hope you hear it, and it'll be on video. But you have set the stage of multi-generational wealth for my family. I want everyone to, like we said, build wealth through real estate, you know, help them build wealth, help all my clients build wealth, and uh, or maybe it's a refinance and maybe have them save a bunch of money. But I wholeheartedly believe in providing massive value and then the rest will come. I love it. And so so we're wrapping up your inside story. This was just a small piece of it. I'm forever grateful for you and the impact you've had on my life and my family's life. And may you know that you're always with me. I carry you wherever I go because I hope I'll show you as much gratitude, whether I'm present with you or not, because you've been a, you're a life changer. All right. So what are some lessons we can learn from Lori and from Albert in that excerpt from the podcast? Number one, customers think we care more about profit than people. She said it clear as a bell. I loved when she said, well, mortgage companies, all they care about is profits. Look, that's how a lot of consumers think. We don't believe that. We are not like that. That is not who we are. But remember, perception is reality. We want to learn from that perception and make sure that our customers know we are not in it for profit. We are in it to help them. Second thing, stop with the mortgage terminology. Albert was very clear about this. You know, he failed for a while when he first started. He had a tough time his first six months in the mortgage business because, as he said, he just kept focusing on DTI and FICOs and numbers and APRs and all these things. He was just selling mortgages. He finally realized nobody cares about that. What people care about is getting in their home and saving money. That's what you want to talk about. And then carry the conversation casually. I love how Lori put that, that he carried the conversation casually. 
In other words, he was just easy to talk to. He, he, was, he kept things lighthearted. She talked many times in the podcast about how she was nervous she wasn't going to improve because she was self-employed and other lenders had turned her down. But he kept reassuring her that, you know what, although he doesn't know until underwriting approves it, he's confident that he can get her approved based on the information, and he did. And then know your customer's voice. I love that story of Albert being in the airport, hearing a voice, recognizing it, knowing it's his customer from somebody that he worked with states away over the telephone because he'd had so many conversations, he knew that voice by heart. Do you know your customer's voice that well? If you were walking through the airport and your customers were talking behind you, would you recognize them right away? Have you had that depth of understanding and that depth of time spent with them? And then lastly, remember the difference you're making. She was so articulate. And how she talked about how he literally was a life changer for her, how he created this dream of home ownership, something she didn't know she could have, how he became a wealth generator for her kids and her family and a multi-generational wealth developer. There was just so many powerful statements in there. I hope you picked up as much from that as I did, because when I watched that, I was blown away at how great of a job. Albert did with his customer and how it resulted not just in a loan, but she actually cared enough about it to have him on her podcast and share that with everybody she knows. There's a lot of lessons to learn from that. So now, having said that, let's talk about what are the steps to building true relationship. Let me walk you through some strategic steps to do that. And the first thing and the foremost thing is responsive interaction, getting back to people quickly. It makes them feel important. That's the key of responsive interaction. The second thing is sincere appreciation, where we sincerely appreciate them. We don't just say thank you to be saying thank you. We don't just welcome to the family because Dale Vermillion says we should. We are literally grateful for the fact that we have them as a customer or for the opportunity that we may get them as a customer. That is so important. And people can tell when you sincerely appreciate them and when you're just going through the motions. And then excitement for them, excitement for the home they're buying, excitement for the refinance they're going through. Do you say to your customers, I am so excited for you? Do you convey that through your conversations and everything that you say? Do you let them know how happy you are for them and how excited you're, you're going to be when they can get the cash they need for their improvements or lower their monthly payments and improve their finances or get their credit score up because they're paying off that debt and they can improve their credit score and get in a better position down the road? These are things that really build relationships and people know you're excited for them, not for ourselves, for them. And then a true understanding of the customer's needs and goals. And that only happens when you really ask deep, powerful questions. I've taught you many of those this year. And then listen intently and really hear them. Great quote here. I love this. Peter Drucker says, the biggest communication problem is that we do not listen to understand. We listen to reply. Man, that is so true. I am seeing that so often when I'm listening to calls where we are thinking about the next thing we want to ask before we even get to the question. So when the borrower's talking, we're not hearing them. We're not engaging them. 
We're not going into those that onion and those layers that I taught you where you, you peel back the onion layer by layer and ask them deeper, deeper questions. Look, communication is the baseline to relationships. So you got to get a true understanding and then thoroughly educate them on the market, on how you can help them, on how you can save them money, on what you can do for them, and then have personal interest and connection. This is the big one. If you do the first five things and you truly connect with them, you show personal interest, you share personal commonalities, you talk about things that both of you enjoy or appreciate, and you connect with them on a personal level, these are the things that have to happen in today's marketplace. And then provide thoughtful solutions, thoughtful solutions. That's by creating options that are different from anybody else, that help them do things nobody else has seen, and are very thoughtful when you approach them and have authentic empathy when they're going through a difficult time or when they have a low credit score or when they have income challenges. Don't come across like you're just trying to qualify them. Come across like you care about them and you're empathetic to their situation. You have true regard for them. And then make those consistent check-ins and check-ups after the initial sale. Stay in contact through the process that we talk about. These nine things are critical to building great relationship. And then lastly, you've got to have an intent desire to provide great service to your customers. You got to want to as one of my old bosses used to say all the time. And let me define for you service. Service is defined in this way. If we want to really take the word service and make an acrostic that is meaningful, it's sincerity, it's enthusiasm, it's respect, it's value for the customer and creating value for them, it's integrity, it's communication, and it's empathy. This is what service is made of. Now look, I'm getting the impression a lot of loan officers think that our job is just to get the application, sell the deal, and then it's somebody else's job to do the rest. That is not true. It is our job to provide great service to that bar. It is our job to carry it all the way through. If you provide incredible service, you're going to win in a big way. Tony Gaskin said this, communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. Without it, it dies. It's all about communication. So, what are the keys to building true relationship? What are the three things that are going to get all 10 of those things done that I just showed you? Number one is you got to take your time. You got to slow down. You got to t- spend way more time with your borrowers when they're qualified. It's that simple. Quit rushing. Quit being in a hurry. What are you in a hurry for? We're not getting as many borrowers as we used to get. Now's the time to spend the time. And then have great conversation, not an interrogation, a conversation. Don't take an application, but actually get to know them, actually understand their situation and have face-to-face connection. If you are selling in a way where you can't get with your customers, then do a Zoom or send videos like we've talked about in the past. Create that face-to-face connection, not just voice-to-voice, quit emailing, quit texting all the time. That's only for follow-up updates and things like that. Have your primary relationship communication be conversation by telephone and face-to-face through Zoom 
And if you're in a retail world and you can get with your borrowers, get with your borrowers. If you can get with your realtors, get with your realtors. Get out there because you got to get face to face. Look, the most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said. You only know that when you see their body language, their facial expression, their eyes and the way they move. That tells you more many times than the words themselves. So let me close out with this relationship tip. Three things to wrap this up. Build time and trust. Be intentional and interested in your customers and have patience and perseverance in all that you do. It's just that simple. If you follow these three tips, you're going to succeed in a big way because here's the bottom line. To win the market, you have to be in the market. So you've got to be with your customers. You've got to be in the conversation. You've got to be paying attention. You've got to be listening to them. You've got to be really taking great notes. You've got to be thoughtful and really be sincere. You do these things. You have solved the missing link because you know what? In today's mortgage market, people just are not doing this. All right. I want to play one more video for you here because I'm asking this question. What is the biggest thing that keeps us from true relationships? You know what the answer is? It's patience. It's patience. We just don't have the patience. So I want to play a video from Tom Ferry, one, a great speaker, probably the, the foremost speaker in the real estate industry. I think you're going to love this video. He talks about the power of patience and perseverance. Watch this. Some people just lack the patience. You know, you, you get involved in your profession, you get involved in your business, you get involved in a relationship, you, you make a decision about your health and vitality. And what does the average person do? They go for three or four days and then they quit. Look at all the studies. Google right now, what is the number of people in my country that set a goal over the New Year's with this big expectation to transform their life and the average person after 30 days is already out. Why? We lack the patience. We lack the discipline just to follow through. It's like, it's the old tortoise versus the hare, right? It's super easy to go get new running clothes and all your gear and sign up for a gym and race off like the rabbit and be in that frantic, excited, turned on space. But who wins the race? The tortoise who just plots along and just keeps doing the thing day in and day out. That's who wins. Think about it in your own life. Where have you been the hare, the rabbit? You're just frantically racing, like I gotta do it all and I gotta do it now. And where in your life have you been more patient? Where have you been more of a tortoise where you're just taking the time to do it right, day in and day out? We both know which one gets the better result. My point to you is this, you gotta be patient. You gotta be patient with the things that are meaningful in your life. The stuff that really matters always takes time. My stepmom used to tell me all the time in the first decade of my business, she said, listen to me, all the real fun happens after 10 years. The first nine years and 364 days is like blood, sweat, and tears. And she was exactly right. Having the patience to withstand a market change, right? New competition, people coming, people going, all the things we deal with in life and business, having the patience and the perseverance to keep following through, that's where the joy and happiness is. Think about it. Where in your life have you just not given it enough time? 
Let me close with two great quotes. Edmund Burke said, our patience will achieve more than our force. I think that's very, very true. Jim Rohn said, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Look, if you follow what Tom said, you're going to win. Be the tortoise. Be the tortoise. Don't be the hare. Everybody's the hare nowadays. Be the tortoise. If you just be the tortoise, you build incredible relationships. You will find the missing link. You will convert every qualified borrower into a borrower that wants to work with you personally. And you know what? You're going to steal business, steal market share from your competition all day long. It's going to be an incredible ride. Have a great October. Apply these techniques. I'll see you guys soon. God bless. Thanks so much.